Whether we're talking about the fear of failure or anything else holding you back, confidence is the key to unleashing your power. Welcome to Confident with me, Sherry West, and my fearless daughter, Olivia. Join our conversations with fierce female leaders and explore how you can become more confident. Welcome to episode four, Cultivate Connections, sponsored by New Renew Brand Marketing. Welcome, welcome everyone. Okay, Olivia, this week I want to start talking about U.S. Supreme Court Justice Sonia Sotomayor. She recently spoke at Tufts University and said something that really resonated with me. Engage in the world around you. Don't be a bystander in life. Yeah, you know, I admire Justice Sotomayor so much. Of course, she is the first Latina Supreme Court Justice, and she often talks about the need to speak up and be heard and the importance of listening to others, even if, even and especially if we don't agree with them, which, which is, is, yeah. It's hard sometimes. Yeah, of course. And I didn't, she just released a new book called oh. Just Ask, Be Different, Be Brave, and Be You. Mm. And the premise of the book is don't, presume, just ask. And I've heard her tell this story before about when she was younger, she was in a restaurant bathroom. She was actually, she's diabetic. And so she was injecting herself with insulin. Um, and a woman observed her taking the medicine. But when she walked out, the woman actually whispered to her, drug addict. Oh my God. And she kept walking, but then turned around and went back mm -hmm. to the woman and said, please don't presume the worst in, in people. I'm actually a diabetic and was giving myself the medicine I need to live. Yeah. Um, and it's such an important reminder, especially as we head into today's into today's interview, um, to not presume things about people yeah, and to just ask. Definitely. And with that, um, I'd like to in introduce Jen Marr, who is the founder of Inspiring Comfort LLC and is passionate about furthering the science of human care through the skill of comfort. To her, strangers are just friends she hasn't met yet. I love that. Yeah, I love that. This natural gift has led Jen to a vocation of crisis response, healing, and comfort, which has impacted the lives of thousands of people across the United States. She's a frequent speaker on how comfort can be taught as a skill and the importance of comfort in suicide prevention and overall mental health. She also just released a new book, Pause to Comfort. Welcome to Confident, Jen. Thank you. It's so nice to be here. And congratulations. We're actually yeah. holding a copy of your book, Hot Off the Presses, it Pause awesome. to Comfort. Thank you. This is, such, this is your baby. It is my baby. It is my baby. It was a lot of work, a baby that involved a lot of people. <laughs> so your background is amazing. Um, after an accomplished corporate career, you transitioned to crisis response and healing comfort. And I'd love for you to share with our audience just about your journey and how, how you got here. Yeah, it's crazy. We all have different journeys, right? And it always involves twists and turns and different paths. And I did start out in the corporate world and then took some time off to have my kids and raise them and eventually found myself doing a lot of volunteer work and volunteering in a lot of crisis response works, actually taking comfort dogs into tragedy response settings. Mm -hmm. And through that, I started seeing how Dogs are really good at comforting people, but mm -hmm. we're not so good at mm -hmm. comforting yeah. ourselves. And I talk a little bit about in the intro, like what my background is. And I believe like we're all born with different strengths, like what mm -hmm. our brain is good at, what right. our heart is, yeah. and then circumstances. And my corporate life and all of my life, I've always loved to develop things. And so I have an entrepreneurial spirit. 
Um, but then my heart was always involved with helping people after mm -hmm. tragedies, and I had been involved in some of them myself. And so then when I got involved in the crisis response work with the dogs, um, and I actually worked with the LCC Canine Comfort Dogs was the group I worked mm -hmm. with, and seeing that, it really brought my circumstances together and formed the work with comfort, realizing that there aren't enough dogs right. in there and the dogs can't yeah. do it alone. And we really, us humans, need to be able to be like our dogs, <laughs> right? Yeah. Dogs are, are just natural born comforters and we can be the same. That's incredible yeah. that you've been able to turn this passion and this sense of caring for human beings in general into a career with a, a, a company and a book and yeah. that's amazing yeah and you know the premise behind your work is that the world is hurting and increasingly void of human connection as you just talked about you know with dogs being better at connecting than humans sometimes and your website states everyone you know has a problem you don't know about and could use some comfort can you talk about this like very powerful statement, just a little bit. Yeah, and I think we all kind of yeah. know it. Right. Yeah. I, I can share a couple stories, and it would happen when we were out with crisis response work that we would see people that you would least expect it need the most comfort. Mm -hmm. um, people like a faraway neighbor or a bus driver, somebody that you would not be thinking like, wow, that person needs a lot of support, right? Mm -hmm. A story I share in the book was there were two kids that we did in one of our Inspiring Comfort programs. And they, it was our first session and they were, I, we paired kids up and there were two very shy kids sitting together. And I just asked the group the simple question, um, you know, share with each other any reason why you might need to be cheered up today. And these two very shy kids did not look like they were going to initiate conversation. And so I went over and I asked Shannon, I said, is there any reason you need to be cheered up today? And she burst into tears. And just with that one simple question and her, her problem or not issue, that issue that day was that her stepsister had moved away. Mm -hmm. And I think we all carry hurts. And right now when we're looking at screens all the time and we're not used to looking at people in the eye and, mm -hmm. yeah. and seeing the pain. You can't see someone's pain on a screen. Right. And so people weren't seeing Shannon. And so that one simple question just opened a floodgate yeah. of emotions. And then the boy she was paired with immediately started having conversation. It's almost as if you open up right. and let yeah. your hurt out. Everybody wants to yeah. start conversing with you. And it, it started a really nice little conversation with them and then they eventually did their activity together and it was right. beautiful. Awesome. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a yeah. powerful story and and so true. I, I think everyone needs comfort and especially in today's dark world though it seems like we've all become numb mm -hmm. to the pain. Um, so how do you go about teaching the skill of, of giving comfort and you I know on your website I read about I thought this was so uh, clever you talk about the awkward zone um, and you talk about how to break through the awkward zone and what causes that can mm -hmm. you just describe that for our listeners oh absolutely we've started a process and it's interesting we share some lessons and you know one of the things we like to say is if you forget everything, just think about your dog, right? <laughs> Our dogs really teach us everything. They you, And the steps of comfort kind of go with the dogs. But the dogs, first of all, they see you, right? They're right. not on their phones. They never are too busy. They don't judge you. They always show up, right? These very simple humanistic qualities. Um are what we're born with, but they get kind of suppressed. So in our world of getting really busy and, you know, tragedy after tragedy, 
and being on screens all day, what happens is when something happens, when you hear of an event, there's immediately a freeze. Mm-hmm. Like, what mm-hmm. am I going to say? What am I going to do? Right? right? We hear of things every day. People we know, people in the next town, and we don't know what to do. We want to do something, but we don't know how. Right. So we've developed a process that really starts with, first of all, seeing, right? Like mm-hmm. Put your phone down, and mm-hmm. we use a dog paw, like mm-hmm. pause, right? right. Like, right. And that's the part of the title of the book, right? It's pause, even though it's a dog paw. It's like, take a breath, yeah. right? And really look at the people around you. And then think about what do they need? Like it's really perspective taking is the scientific definition of what you do next is really put yourself in their shoes and really understand what words could help them, what action would help them. Um, And then we think about how to deliver that comfort. And so when you deliver comfort, you have an automatic connection, right? right? Mm -hmm. When we talk about kindness and empathy and compassion, those are beautiful qualities and emotions, but they don't always automatically end with a connection, right? right? Mm -hmm. You can have empathy, but not do anything about it. Right. But when you comfort, you have to connect with someone. Right. So that's taking action on the empathy. taking action. And so that's really what we found with this skill is it's this beautiful skill that you can't comfort without empathy. You can't comfort without a connection. You can't comfort without compassion. Right. Yeah. And so, and what, then what we find is when you do comfort someone, what happens to you? You feel comforted, yeah. right? It's really the best form of self-help. It actually, it feels good yeah. Yeah, to definitely. know that you're connecting and helping with right? someone else. I, I, last week, my husband called me out of the blue and he, he had just taken the train to, to work and he called me and he was like, I just had this incredible feeling like there was a woman who was, had, had dropped a bunch of all of her belongings as she was getting on the train and she was scrambling and he's like, I jumped out of the train right. to help her and we both collected the belongings and get, got back and made the train. He goes, but he was the whole train right here to, to work. I thought about how good that made me feel. Right, yeah. <laughs> That's the whole point. Yeah. Yeah. We're in a world right now where we're living too much in our own heads. And if we can transfer our emotions onto helping someone else, our own heads get a little clearer. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So in today's theme is to cultivate connections, because actually I want to take this a step further because I don't applying what you're saying, taking action on empathy and comforting people. Um, is almost a must-do at mm-hmm. school or in your right. office or workplace to be successful. Absolutely. Um, you had a great quote from Beth Comstock, a former vice chair of GE, endorsing your book, talking about that, that we actually need more empathy for successful Absolutely. workplaces. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so can you talk about that, about how it, it is a nece- necessity? It's absolutely a necessity, and it's getting harder and harder every day because as we change our forms of communication to mm-hmm. our screens, yeah. it's awkward. and. Yeah. And people, they're, they're sucked into their screens and, and they have thousands of friends, but very few that really understand them. So now you take this into the workplace and into the school. And how do you get people off their screens and generate true connections? Right. And by looking at people that need something, like even knowing that everybody has a problem and just seeing that with new eyes and, and really taking the steps of comforting each other in your own way mm-hmm. and realizing everybody's having a bad day now and then yeah you're forming a culture of comfort because the focus is off of yourself and your own problems right and in schools sometimes there's a large focus on kindness which is really mm-hmm. important right it really is and because the world is mean so we understand that schools need to teach kindness but if it stops at kindness then 
there's not an automatic connection, right? There's a lot of random acts of kindness. Mm -hmm. Now, the definition of random doesn't mean it's not a connection, right? right like you right, don't, yeah, you right, don't yeah, connect yeah, if yeah, it's random. Right. And so we found that even though there's a big focus on kindness, we can go deeper. Right, yeah. And we can we can create and actually require a connection. And that way, that's going way deeper and requiring people to really understand. Olivia, how are you today? What's going on, right? Yeah. And, and yeah. it's very different than, you know, hey, welcome to school, Olivia, and open the door, which is kind, and yeah. we should be doing that, yeah. right? Right. No, and I love that. At Live Girl, we, we talk to our girls first and foremost about a community um, and collaborating with each other to have that sense of sisterhood and connection. Yeah. Um, but then also we talk to them about the concept of building out their own personal board of directors because mm -hmm. in yeah. middle school is the yeah. age actually where youth replace parents with their peers as key influencers. And so they need to start thinking about who is going to surround them for support. And yes, they're the chair of the board and their yeah. parents are on that board, but who else is on that board and how do you connect? How do you cultivate right. connections to build out that board of directors or that support system mm -hmm. um, so that you can thrive? And I think what you're saying really resonates because it's really the action oriented nature mm -hmm. of comfort is, is to me, the right. success story here is that's yeah. getting people to take that action. I think and it really is a big part of the book. We start by looking at a full, you know, side picture of a dog, right? And a dog doesn't talk, but yet they're really yeah. big comforters. And sometimes we get really tripped up because we think it's what we're going to say. Right. Yeah. And so when we get into the actual hows of comforting, you know, we really talk about, you know, your mouth is only one. You have two right. eyes, right. two ears. You know, it's really about presence and listening and seeing and then maybe acting with our feet, we go and do something for them. We maybe write something. Yeah. And instead of maybe social media, you do a one-to-one -one text. Um, and really something person-to-person, heart-to-heart, and not automatically thinking it has to be our mouths. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I do think that's so important. Like, you know, you've mentioned, like, social media and, like, texting and how that is, like, more superficial in a way. Like, it's creating more of a superficial, like culture that we have and as a teen especially like I see that in my school you know all the time like people are always on their phones and like you'll see people sitting together at a lunch table but not really together you right. know they're all like on their phones and doing different things and focusing on different you know maybe one person's doing homework maybe one person's on Instagram and all these different things and it's 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 it creates these feelings of like kind of disconnection you know mm -hmm. and isolation almost and right. it just makes this comforting and this kindness so much more important mm -hmm. in this day and age yeah definitely one of the parts of the book we talk about is we we lay out a timeline and we talk about how not even 50 60 years ago we lived in a world where we needed each other mm -hmm. yeah. and you couldn't be on your phones. Yeah, right. I, I share a story in the book. Actually, it's by my mom, Betty Royal. If you read it, uh, yeah, mom, read the book. Oh, I know, she Look, Olivia, if you read a book, can I make it? Sure, <laughs> of course. Yeah, you have to promise that. Yeah, <laughs> Sherry's gets this. <laughs> but she grew up in Iowa, and even in the '40s and '50s, that was before they didn't have building insurance on barns because there weren't building codes. And so, when a barn burned down, literally everybody came to help, and everybody helped take the barn down. Everybody chipped in to buy the new yeah. wood. Everybody put the barn up. Everybody kept the livestock until they could rebuild the barn. They helped feed the family. Mm -hmm. And they couldn't have gotten by without it. Mm -hmm. And, and yeah. that was like from the beginning of history. Yeah. And we're flipping everything on its head in these last decades. And so that's why it, it is isolating and yeah. lonely. And there is a big mental health epidemic now mm -hmm. because yeah. 
we're flipping history on its head and we are wired to be together. We're not wired to be on our screens all the time. And so it will just take a little, a little, little switch (laughs) and we'll get back on track. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I think it's, as you were saying, social media has short circuited the comfort and the connection because teens are now communicating in emojis and in short Mm -hmm. talk versus actually having full length conversations about how they're feeling and, 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 and what's right. happening. So, so in that digital sense, in that digital era, because it, they're, they are right. not going to put their phones down. So, but how do we bring yeah. that, yeah. that comfort that really, connection back? Um, yeah. We focus a lot one-to-one because we can use our phones for good. Um, but what we have to think of is face-to-face and heart-to-heart, mm-hmm. right? Um, and if you can't be face-to-face, let it be screen-to-screen, but still one-to-one. Yeah. And in the event that you know of someone going through a hard time. And sometimes, especially in schools, there's a pressure. You don't know, like, oh, nobody else is doing anything, mm-hmm. right? It's reaching out one-to-one. It's mm-hmm. sending yeah. a text. I'm here. I'm thinking about you. And even if you just do that every day, it's those little... We, we talk about marbles in the book. The last page actually shows marbles. And if we think of everybody as kind of a jar that needs filling, um, every little mm-hmm. connection counts, right? It's yeah. not about doing the perfect thing. It's... Reaching out one-to-one. I actually think texting one-to-one is one of the best ways you can support someone because it's not awkward and it opens the door. If you keep checking in on somebody, ultimately they're going to understand that you care. Mm -hmm. And then you're someone that is caring. They'll eventually open up more. The door will open for Mm -hmm. a deeper connection. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think that's one way um, and also can be used just to, you know, set up other times to get together. Mm -hmm. And but I think texting and really figuring out if you are on social media and you see someone hurting if you feel like you need to comment that's okay but also follow up one to one that's great that's great advice on a personal note i'm i'm really inspired by your entrepreneurial spirit and you mentioned that earlier you founded several business and in your bio you talk about how everything you've done has always started from scratch um, I'd love to hear just a little bit more about that, how you've been able to move through so many great ideas and, and move from ideation to execution and, and repeat um, and just kind of how that, that uh, founding process has been, what you've learned from it. Yeah, well, I, I think you can probably relate, Sherry, because I think sometimes you have it in your blood, right? <laughs> it, it takes a certain wiring to want to keep going and pushing through when something doesn't work. Right. And I mean, I just have that wiring. That's the way I was born. And I've always wanted to create something better. And there have been a lot of things I've done that haven't worked. Right. But I've always learned from them. And Mm -hmm. I've always learned that there will be a bad day, but a better day will follow. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, especially if you just keep at it, it will eventually work. And so I think that's what it is. And and whether it's been working for, you know, large corporate environment, which I did, uh, whether it was starting things, which I did, whether it was just small things, which I did, they all kind of led to this. Right. Yeah. And learned a lot from it. But you have to have that drive to want to keep going mm-hmm. and not being afraid of failing. Yeah. I think... Every, all leaders embrace failure. Like this is, I'm going to write yeah. a research paper about this, but every leader right. that we interview, they all talk about how they have failed and it's made it, them better. Yeah. And yeah. it's made them better. At Live Girl, we say sometimes you win, sometimes you learn. Um, but 
for you to talk about how you embrace that as yeah. just a simple fact of life that it's part of the journey yeah. and, and you continue on. And, and now you've arrived at such a purpose-driven moment in time, right? With Inspiring Comfort and the book Pause to Comfort. It's, it's incredible, the impact that you're having. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so we're toward the end of our podcast, and we always like to end it on a fun note. And okay. we're going to ask you a speed round of questions All if you're right. willing to play. Let's go. Okay, so, and the idea is we're going to try to okay. catch you on your toes here. Um, okay, so which historical figure do you most identify with? Do you remember that World War II poster of the woman that said, let's do this, or you can do it? Or Rosie Rosie, 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 yeah, I was talking yeah. about Halloween last year. <laughs> I love that. Two years ago, actually. Um, what is your most treasured possession? My dogs. Of course. <laughs> what are their names? Callie and Shelby. Aw. What is your greatest fear? That these trends won't be reversed. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. What do you most value in your friends? Comfort. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you could have any superpower, what would it be? I would fly... Oh, yeah. where would you fly to? Just, Just all around? Or? Don't you ever <laughs> dream of flying? Oh, like, oh my gosh, amazing. yeah. yeah. So free. Definitely. Fly yeah. to the beach for the weekend and then fly, fly around. <laughs> Who is the one person, alive or dead, you'd most like to invite to dinner? I think Ellen DeGeneres. Mm. Yeah. She's very focused on mental health mm-hmm. and, you know, and very funny. really, you'd laugh you know, a lot of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, a lot of fun for sure. And just to end, I'll have what she's having. We'd love to know what you're reading right now. Oh, I'm oh reading, of course you're reading Pause to Comfort. Of course I'm reading Pause to Comfort. Uh, there's a great book, The Choice by Edith, Dr. Edith Eager. Amazing Holocaust survivor. Mm. Um, unbelievable. What are you watching right now? Um, survivor. Oh my gosh, Survivor. still, I always wonder oh, who's watching Survivor. that after like 20 <laughs> seasons. I do. Which our producer is raising his hand to. Um, and who is inspiring you right now? I love Simon Sinek. Oh, I love him too. Right? Yeah. Yeah, very focused on others. Absolutely. Yes. yes. Well, thank you, Jen. Your work is incredible. And yeah. congratulations. Right before we started the podcast, I heard that the bookstore just called and is out of books. They need you to know. They need awesome. to order more. Congrats. So congratulations awesome. on the success of, of these endeavors. Um, and just to say to our listeners out there, if you have a topic or role model that you want us to feature in the future, we'd love to hear from you. Email us at confident at golivegirl.org. That's go, L-I-V-E, girl.org. And hey, can we ask you a favor if you enjoyed today's episode please subscribe and review our podcast on apple or wherever you get your podcasts and share it with a friend in closing i'm sherry and i'm olivia and we hope that you feel more confident after today's episode this week we challenge you to break through the awkward zone look around at your school your office or the grocery store and if you see someone who could use a friend approach them with a kind word